0: Rodyard Kipling once wrote, San Francisco has only one drawback. Tis hard to leave. Well, that's a quote that my guest today and I both understand uh, intimately and deeply, because we're both from the Bay Area. Yeah, I know. I'm expanding the quote to include the Bay Area. I'm taking a little license there. I don't think Kipling would mind. <laughs> but look, it's true. Uh, aside from travel, the fact is... My guest today, and myself included, uh, we have both stayed here in the Bay Area. We're from here, we live here, and many years have passed in between. I'm Alex Green, and this is Stereo Embers, the podcast. Check this out. to the music of the Jenny Thing, a band which features my guest today on the program, Matt Easton. Let me tell you a little bit about the Jenny Thing and Matt Easton. Okay, so, the Jenny Thing, although the band was formed on the campus of UC Berkeley somewhere around 1991, three of the band's members had known each other well before college, but the quartet solidified on the campus with the addition of their guitar player. Now, I finished college in 92, and I was roaming around Telegraph Avenue bookstores and record stores, and I used to see the band running the same routes. I also saw them play live several times, and they were fantastic. A perfect blend of new wave hooks and indie rock Nerve, the Jenny Thing were one of the best bands around. They put out three great albums, but before the dawn of the 90s, they'd called it a day. And that was pretty much that. Until now. Breaking what amounts to a 20-year silence, or actually maybe even more, the Jenny thing, are back. Like, super back. Their new album, American Canyon, is a sprawling and ambitious record that summons wide-open spaces, dramatic vistas, and cinematic panoramas. The songs here are big, filled with muscle, heart, and unforgettable hooks. American Canyon is passionate and urgent. For me, it falls somewhere between U2's All That You Can't Leave Behind and Ruby Horse's Rise. This is quite an album. And singer Matt Easton and I, well, we had quite a chat. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So here you go. Me and Matt Easton of The Jenny Thing. Right here on Stereo Embers. The Podcast. and what, what that does to people, um, and how it's kind of, in many ways, it's kind of an illusion in, in some ways.
1: Right. right? Yeah. You, you, right. It's a re, a reenactment is not the thing.
0: It's Not the thing. (laughs) It's not the thing. I mean, it really isn't. So what parts of your childhood are you revisiting? In what way is that happening?
1: Oh, uh, I I mean, I would say it, it is a bit like, you know, family origin type stuff, you know, sort of like I'm, I'm gonna be here, and I'm gonna kind of do it right. I mean, this is probably a little, a little too eccentric, or, or not eccentric. It's a little too, too specific. I mean, it's, it's like these are, these are like thin, thin feelings. Just sort of a. I mean, the unmo- emotional unpack that I would put in there, for instance, so it's like you know, my, my, um my grandfather uh is still living. uh Bizarrely, he's 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 a hundred this year. Wow. Uh, a hundred next year. Um, and he's not in his home, which actually uh, is here in Kensington and, and was sold uh, a couple of years ago. Um, he moved out of it and went into a care care home. But um, I, for instance, take on this idea of like, oh, I probably ought to host Christmas now. I should sort of hold down the fort here in this place of, of this sort of almost same hill to just sort of keep the fire burning so that would be an example of that where uh, I mean in holidays are that way they are these reenactments that are not really complete right they're 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 really increasingly or Sats, I think would be the right word. Is that right? Yeah. You're a professor. Is that? Can I say that word <laughs> to, you, to you? Yeah, you are. You are I, I can say. I'll say it to you, and you can correct me because you're the professor. But <laughs> but it it is that sort of like drift, right? It's it's like it's it's like you're trying to recalibrate to to zero, and there's drift, and there's drift on top of drift, and yet you kind of keep reaching back. And I mean, actually, something I'd love to talk about musically is, um, and I think I might not be able to bear the pressure of this thought actually, but. One thought that I have right now is that Christmas, 2021, is gonna like, everybody's gonna like freak out. Like it's it's gonna in a good way. Everyone's gonna freak out because it it is gonna be this flood of relief, and restoration. And I really want to do something around it. It could be as simple as just like, write one song and and try not to like make it like the song you know like the iPhone song that has like, you know, 80. Features. I mean, I think, the, I think the thing with a with a holiday <laughs> song is you you just, like not overfray it with a bunch of crap, right? So right. it actually has to be small enough to be beautiful and small enough to be approachable. But that's something I, I've thought about a lot um, uh, as as we head into summer right now. That like that's something I'd really like to do because of these forces or 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 agreed upon or or held together. I mean, it's almost like we're ouija boarding some pointer of like culture together and we're doing it extra after covid and also people are starting to cut each other off in traffic so it's really not that beautiful right? I, mean, right I just feel like the last 10 days i've seen some behavior that is like that's the real you know that's the that's the true nostalgia we will be able to rebuild the like the rat race machine very very quickly that's obvious yes you know um,
0: we, we will we will have the capacity to be publicly nasty to each other
1: Right, <laughs> right. right. Well, and all right. the talk of like, um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in, in my day job and, and uh, in other people's workplaces, but I already can just smell the difference between, you know, six weeks ago, like, oh, well, we'll never go back. Everyone's so productive. We'll never go back to work. I can just hear that gear unsticking right now. Oh yeah, And it's, it's upon us, you know, any, any minute now. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll be, well, we're letting people, uh, you know, telecommute Friday afternoons. That's that's where it's going to be in, in like 10 seconds. That's, what I, yeah, that's can, my theory. You,
0: no, I think you're right. You can see the change coming. I think we're like a year ago, Twitter and Facebook and Google, I think said, no one's ever coming into the office ever again.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Now now they that, just couldn't they're... picture a different world, you know? Yeah. And they were missing all of those catalysts, all those aggression catalysts and and you know uh productivity catalysts and all all these sorts of things had gone to sleep for just a while and so everyone got real human you know for, yeah. for a moment you know yeah it's it's kind of bizarre so i hope this is the podcast are we already in oh we're on yeah this good. is what we do good. this is how Fantastic. we do it all right I mean, good well, I, I, th- you know no i feel good. like i've known you for more than 10 minutes so this is this is wonderful
0: <laughs> and i think i think people's behavior in the last 10 days has been due to the wind, because the Whoa. wind here has been insane. Yes, you know, and so it's been like almost crazy-making. And I kind of feel that the behavior is because I've noticed what you've noticed in traffic and the aggression. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. I
0: feel yeah. that the wind has something to do with it, but maybe I've watched too many movies.
1: Well, Mary Poppins is supposed to descend. Uh, I think when the wind changes,
0: <laughs> funny, so right.
1: maybe she'll right. come in and fix everything.
0: <laughs> I hope she lands in my house first. <laughs>
1: that's fabulous that's great
0: that would be a good way to go well i i know what you mean though and and nostalgia and by the way you and i i'm a few years older than you but we we traveled in all the same circles and you know when your band got started i was i was there i remember everything being from this area i remember seeing flyers i remember oh weird i know i know oh okay i didn't know that oh yeah yeah. um i saw you guys a bunch of times like um holy cow in like 95 96 like somewhere in yeah. that in that pocket.
1: Yeah, we um, were really hyperactive at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you and so and so the band I don't think I realized at the time the band was going on while you guys were in school.
1: Yeah, almost not exclusively but but kind of kind of exclusively. Yeah.
0: How was that? I mean, was that when you look it was back? was crazy.
1: You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no no when I look back it was it, it, it was um it sort of didn't make that much sense in in some ways. Um, but we were also strangely organized. I was strangely organized. You know, there was there was a there was a lot of this voicemail and calendaring and and uh you know all of these sort of uh life skills that ca- had to kick in to make that kind of thing work. And then I had some semesters that were not my best work. Um sadly. Um honestly, I mean I, I look back and kind of Uh I didn't really, I mean, you know, and and if my parents listen to this, I'll be like, we told you so, right? But it's you know, you won't appreciate this education, you know, until you're older. But I really was like cutting classes by like star people in disciplines I actually cared about then and I care about now. And that's a shame. it's a shame. So, you know, here I am to confess to you, uh, you know, uh, uh, my, my reverend professor or, or your know, father professor, uh, you know, uh, I didn't do so hot in some places there, but, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, um, I stayed with Tom Gunn, who's this, you know, uh, expat or I guess British expat rock and roll street poet, yeah. uh, di- died on meth. And that's part of his story. I mean, it's just sort of this, like, Oh my God, he, uh, and I, I continue to be influenced by him very constantly. I mean, there's stuff on this on this record that is written in meter and is written with this really like tight um, control, and it's about stuff that's out of control. And it's like that's Tom Gunn, you know? and and so i'm I'm still doing Tom Gun I didn't miss a day of Tom Gunn. I can tell you that. I was a, I was there on time. Uh, to, to the bitter end and uh, stayed after class I mean it was that that was great great stuff but but as for the band I mean it 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 was sort of like maybe I was doing both things okay-ish um, the band I think we did well-ish there's all sorts of things I learned about you know the music business and 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 you know just again sort of life skills later you know like we we played certain we played Berkeley Square like 400 times and like yeah. You know, the, the minute you play Berkeley Square the third time, you should be working on something else. And we kind of didn't. We were just sort of like, oh, it's 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 a party every time we play there, and that's fun, um, stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was crazy to do that. And 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 so I think we we came out of it a little tired from both things, frankly. Um, and I'm not a super r- risk tolerant dude. You know, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit like, well, we better better set up shop here, better, better grow up a little. So yeah, that 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 all happened really tightly tied to to school, maybe plus two years, plus three years.
0: It's amazing to look back and think you balanced a college education with, you know, the executive function skills of booking and playing in a band and handling all the administrative elements of it. And then also being the guy in the band who's the creative force in many ways that was two jobs.
1: Um, right. So you're yes. doing
0: three things. at Yes. Once. Yes. Um it's amazing that you that you did that at a young age. I mean that's pretty impressive to think about.
1: Well, thanks. I mean this is, that, that's funny that's funny to point that, that out now and look back and go, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> totally, it was, right? I mean it, it, it was it was a lot. We were, we were we were burning, you know, all the candles at all ends at that time
0: when you, when the band was sort of, was not active, did you think about it like this kind of organism in the basement that needed to be fed one day? Like, how did you think about it? How did that, how did it How did it sort of present itself yeah. to you on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, yeah, what, what a what, question, I've been asked a question kind of like that, but that's a very wonderful way that you put it. Um, and yet the answer is no, because I really feel like the organism that lived on was the friendships in the band, as perhaps cheesy or even maudlin as that sounds. <laughs> it's the truth. And um musically, I you know, the itch, the itch to actually like do the finishing of music kind of comes and goes for me. I'm like super fired up about it now. I hope that I've really rejuvenated that. Um discipline or, or just even listening, like listening to yourself. Uh, I hope that I've, I've regained that for, uh, at least a good long stretch, um, again, but yeah, I, I didn't necessarily think that the band was the vehicle for that in the same way that it used to be. Um, it was a surprise that that emerged for us in this time.
0: Yeah. Because like, it's one of those things where you think like, you know, the friendships continued, but was there ever a conversation of, "Hey, remember when we were in that band?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, right. It, it, I mean, on some level, it's it's the main thing we talk about when we talk. Right. Um, it's not the only thing we talk about when we talk, but it it is it is the it's the shorthand back to where we pick up and why why we meant a lot to each other, um, and still do mean a lot to each other. But I I think. Yeah, I'm 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 actually sort of marveling at that at that thought. I it was really the songs. I mean, and and the songs and the songwriting. So I I know how to write alone, and I do write alone. And some of these songs I I did write alone, or I wrote them alone, and they got rewritten with Sham, which was uh, really uh, I mean like a really good creative experience. Very destructive. Very like. I did not see that coming. Almost like, hey man, you mugged my song. And then you're like, oh, it just got better. So sort of like, how dare you? And thank you. Um, (laughs) Those sorts of things were happening to the material. So, uh, but it was like, oh, he and I uh, get along as well as ever, but we really re-hit it off as makers, as makers of the stuff. Um, and that was the thing that just said, Oh, we're gonna rally around that. we're gonna we're gonna make some stuff. and early signs of uh, both oh, that one's been languishing, and oh, it's a cute idea, but it's one dimensional. And there's that one that's setting a standard, and we better start either bringing stuff up to that standard or throwing it out. And i think I think that that's when you go we're making an album because, it's really different to say you're throwing stuff away or you're fixing it versus like, I made something, I made something, I made something, counts up to 12. I'm gonna make a you know, a little demo and show my family. And I have a really, I mean, we make fun of ourselves, but also other people in this way. So I hope it's not unfair, but you can go out and say like, well, I'm gonna make a really clean, precious, expensive, but unrisky, expensive sounding it doesn't have to really be expensive. I think it's more about like hygiene, like a sort of like a really good hygiene record that sounds like we're in our forties and we like, uh, you know, we, we we saved up for a really good guitar and it's really clean and pretty and there's no chances taken. And this thing turned a very fast corner at the same time that we finally were writing these almost like sort of standard bearer. I think I'm using that wrong. Uh, I, th- I think I think standard setting is what I mean. Standard setting songs you've got a little field of songs and like two of them are saying your other 13 still suck and you're doing something about it that started happening and we started going let's make some trashy audio like let's not be precious like let's be let's like just just get whacked out on that and then lyrically like I was saying earlier about sort of my, my my poetry habits both a like uh like a discipline, like an editing discipline, a rewrite discipline, and then also a like um, no holds barred on how how weird or how um, curated. And when I say curated in this case, I mean like working with fewer colors, working with some of the same images, or working with the same image set or the same object set on purpose as limitations. And and so you're going crazy. Mentally, emotionally, but you're grounded to like a set of like tools and places and faces and things in in the songs that go actually across the whole album, and those limits were like like such a breakthrough to like do that. And it's the kind of stuff that I'm sure as an English teacher, you're 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 saying like, hey man, these are devices. Like, do you see how they did that? And especially when you're like, oh, I'm just like I'm just writing creatively so easy to forget that stuff cuz you're like i'm just going to free write i'm just going to free write myself from oh, yeah. one, thing next, one thing to the next and one thing to the next and at the end i'm just going to be like i think it's good do you think it's good people go yeah it's pretty good and and this, <laughs> right. this was much more like writing a movie because it was a it was about um like scaffolding and like cast of not even cast of characters almost like cast of things like cast it was like the contents of a house you can't have infinite things in a house infant Things in house is is stupid. That's not a house. It's not a, it's not a list even. Right. So, so it's like this, this album has a list and the list is important.
0: But what you've just explained is, is exactly why the experience of listening to the album, it feels a totally cinematic and it also feels novelistic in the sense that there feels like there's a beginning, a middle and an
1: end. That's so wonderful. I mean, I, I really, yeah, well, well, geez, thank you. I mean, like the, you didn't even say the, like that's not that means so much more to me than just like you like it <laughs> it's just like it's because i i do think at the end of the day i'm just like i just want to make cool stuff and i just want to keep doing it and like do it again in a year and do it again in a year and uh just just to kind of just say i i i i see what you did there <laughs> that's that's the comment right? It's like, right i see what you did there and it's just like yeah like the intentionality uh the experiment mental um kind of journey, uh, e- even when it doesn't do what you want it to, um, it surprises you. It's like, that's just, that's just so, it's just so fun. It's just so like life-giving to just be out there, like not grasping. It's more, it's more like shaping. It's like shaping and sort of sailing a little dart out there and like seeing how it goes. And it, it does some of what you expect and a bunch of stuff you don't expect.
0: Yeah. And that kind of, that kind of like audio contouring is um not easy i mean it's it takes an incredible amount of patience and practice but i imagine that and i'm curious about this because i'm curious to know like you were saying you know you felt as though your composition had been mugged which is a really funny <laughs> way to put it um like right oh. behind me is my new novel that my my best friend edited for me and i've, oh my been, gosh. I've been sort of working on the edits i'm like He'll go amazing, amazing, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then he's like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I, you take it so personally, and you, and you can't. Are right, you, right. Are you better at taking you know, creative criticism than you were twenty years ago, or have you always been pretty good
1: at it? I'm way better. Yeah, I mean, I'm way better taking it from others, and I'm way better taking it from myself. Um, and then and then I might actually also be better at doing the first version so you know it's a it's kind of a, a a happy combination of changes right it's like right better in the first place ready to self-critique ready to receive critique from others it's a it's a much better place to be but i mean i i think that there's also that thing where when you've only written 10 songs you still don't know where they come from so you're just getting away with murder every time one comes out and it doesn't suck you're just like don't touch it. I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, and and then you may you almost like make up descriptions of how you made it and you don't know. Now I kind of know, right? So so it it is a little more like oh okay, well we'll just sort of jack that up and go in and take the rod out and then we'll like layer it back down and we'll and we'll put a little siding across the bottom. We'll paint it, you know. And I and I can just actually imagine all the steps we'll take, and I feel much less like it's me that you're talking about. Like you're you're not critiquing me, but it, but if you ask me on my fourth song, I mean, that song was me at that time. It was not like separate from me um, in good and bad ways. It was very hard to be separate from it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I almost feel that the, removing the mystery of, of the creation makes it so
1: you can almost add more mystery to it. 100%. Right? Yes, yes. I mean, and it's weird. It's like almost eerie. It's it, it almost feels like like you're getting away with murder. It feels like a superpower. It it also feels like sometimes you can't do it because you can't get far enough away. Right. So it, it it's all yeah, it, it 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 and I would say like, you know, like hey, if someone's trying to like get in their creative process, like it's so important to do that. I would be so quick to also say, but sometimes you can't, and I understand. <laughs> totally right? there's all this totally. cheap advice about sort of creative process you know it's just like well just just like you know kill your darlings just just step back just you know um and yet it's it's so hard I mean it, it really might be a process of of working through months of that to to get to that point point. and the main thing is just keep working and remember that you're going to have to do an edit process if you want to make it like level up or like do If you want to do something right, I mean, just like you said, if you wanted to do something spectacular and mystifying to others, you're going to have to demystify the way you interact with it. On your end. Yeah. Yeah. Behind this, in the workshop, you're going to have to actually like stop, back up, deconstruct it, look at what's doing work, figure out how to do that work differently or better or have a different goal or all, all all that stuff, which feels very like architectural or even business-like almost mm-hmm. if you're making a product, but you're like, if you want this thing to like have a phrase that that fires something off in someone's head, you're going to have to work way longer, way harder. And it's going to have to be really short. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just keep layering on stuff and expect it to like work better. You have to like quietly, secretly build a better, almost like Injector. I mean, that's something I also think. It, and and the the one of the lines in in, um, in one song that's it's Monsters of Mercy. It says, "No one needs a grown prodigy," and like that line, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I could almost cry. Like right now on this, uh, where I can see you on Zoom, um, because it does all this work on these like like landmines that we're like hanging on to, but it's not for everybody. I can, say, I can say that to, to 100 people and 60, 80 of them will go, huh, right, cute, weird, you know, like like I haven't heard that before, so that makes it fresh maybe, but but there's some number of us, I think, that um, are, are, and, and I don't think it's those of us who are running around going like, yeah, I was a prodigy. It was that we were freighted with that at some age in one facet and not another, and it didn't work. And it doesn't mean jack four years later, and it becomes uh, a liability. And so I just said all that to you fairly succinctly, but nowhere near as succinctly as no one needs a grown prodigy. Right. You you say that and you get all that I just explained and more in in like in like a quarter of a second. And that's that's where that's where you're in the workshop, like saying how do I make this sharper.
0: Yeah because there is an intentionality to the magic. So like for example, I was in uh Barcode. This is a good this is a good plug for a great restaurant. Uh Barcode on uh Telegraph, the Ethiopian restaurant. I think it's Eritrean actually. Okay. And yeah. I'm waiting for my food and I'm writing. And I'm just sitting at the bar writing waiting for my food. This is a maybe a year and a half ago. Uh and I'm and I'm I can feel I'm locking into that magical place. I can feel I'm accessing it for whatever for whatever reason why I'm I'm allowed in for this yes. poem I'm working on. Suddenly I'm going. And, oh. and I, and I wrote literally in 10, 15 minutes, one of the best things, if not the best thing I've ever written poetry wise. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it wasn't as though I could say to you, it was magical. And I just, held my hands out and let the universe move the pen. It was almost like when I was a kid, or when I was a kid, when we, like when we were in college and I would get entrance into that kingdom it's like it's like discovering you can fly. When you're older, it's discovering you can fly and then deciding where to go with that power of flight, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, you're yeah, that's absolutely it's right, it's a vehicle, it's not just a state. It's it's Right. it's a tool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah that that to me is very developmental and i think it um i mean there's somebody out there who's getting through that developmental stage faster than i did but i for me time and and experience and kind of learning to be also like a fan or a reader or an audience again which i i'm imagining you've probably gone through uh, a yeah. number of times and oh yeah it and it's um it's just weird how how um, sometimes going deep on writing and creating, and that identity actually fouls up our ability to get in touch with the audience, um, which is just kind of bizarre because they're so linked. They're they're so they're so incredibly linked. Um, and then there's that weird balance. I mean, I I I was in some like uh, what was, it was like a, a communications class or something? I don't I don't even know who I was talking to. I don't know what this is about. Anyway, but it was. I was talking about performing and how there's this, this weird like sort of self-centeredness to performing. Um, but that the point of it is to actually create a center and then create a, um, like a radius of light that goes out to the edges of the room. And then it's it's all about like this center set focus, and then it becomes this boundary set where the the boundary mm-hmm. gets. As big as possible around that center, controlled from the center, but around it. And, and there's something about that for me, almost physically, but certainly sort of emotionally, about relating to an audience or, or readership or whatever it is, where you you burn brightly to illuminate them. And it's this really weird, like selfish, not selfish. It's it's in touch with self and it's not about self. And 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 anyway, there's, there's something to that where I think the idea of like, when you, when you just plug into it, it's almost like you just, you just lit the candle and you go, oh right. Shit. Like, 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 what what is that? Like, like it's happening. Right. But then maybe you have to like live 20 more years to kind of go. And the edge of it is for everybody else. Yeah. You're trying to give them something.
0: Right. It's transactional with you. And it's also transactional with them.
1: There's, yes.
0: There's two kinds of exchanges going on.
1: Yes. yes, Right. Yeah. And this, this is sort of hard to, um, it's hard to tap into, but I have a sense of a stronger, more lingering awareness of it now than ever before have, and having gone through this project actually specifically. Yeah. I'm
0: so sorry, because this is a record. This is a record you could not have made 25 years
1: ago. Yeah, yeah, on like on like four levels. I mean, like, yeah, right. I, 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 right. I just, I just, yeah, yeah. Technically, um, technically and sonically, we could not have, um, emotionally, and then I, I think sort of, the, you know, the 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 band might not have let me get as as esoteric, and then strangely, I mean, it's I almost think of like esoteric versus pop. There are also those places where like the 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 pop quality of it or the pop culture quality of it shines maybe more brightly in the end um e- even though there was a lot of like deep diving into like kind of really weirdo weirdo stuff i think going on in the in the lyric and in the um the topic and the sound which i think is is sort of this interesting combination of like candy childish and then sort of like like blustery and false and then kind of like authentic at the same time. It's like acting, not acting. Um, and then I, I feel like it's also like emotional but very extroverted, strangely. Like it really wants to like tell its story, which is not like most of the music I've made. Most of the music I've made is either like a little bit mad and extroverted or just sort of sweet interior. And this feels like it's it's got sweet. Uh, extrovert going on, some urgency, some carnival barking. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm describing the record. I don't know. What, 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 what are you hearing it? I mean, the I mean, you're, you're. Uh... Well, for me,
0: and this is something I've been thinking about a lot where I, I I'm always, and I, I try not to do it, but I do tend to sort of think about where I am now as a writer versus 25 30 years ago. And I totally get what I was trying to do back then, but there's a kind of a primitivism about the work where I can definitely see the through line of like, oh, that's clearly my stuff, but it's not stuff I would want anyone to see, right? <laughs> right? right. Um, but your like your new album to me is so textured and so nuanced in a way that your other material wasn't and that's not a criticism that's just a total that's the growth element because i love those records that you guys did um i love them but like but this is sort of like the it's it's sort of next level in the sense that the sort of um the layers of that's what i was saying cinematic before um yeah. it's, it's a richer experience um than it was 25 years ago and i think but i think that's really good because that actually demonstrates growth right like that's what you you don't want to make the same rec- it would not be easy to make the same record but like right. i don't think anyone would be happy doing that
1: yeah no that that's absolutely right and, I, and are you a musician as well i'm not You're not okay yeah yeah i mean it's funny like like a few things come to mind just about instrumentation and arranging and stuff and and just having break you know slow breakthroughs i mean I, i'm i'm a pretty big audio guy and like we we recorded in We engineered and produced the whole thing ourselves in my house here and then had a guy mix it in LA and, um, and then a guy in Berkeley here, master it. But, um, so it's, it's self, you know, technicianed, so to speak. And, um, it's funny. We sort of wanted to make stuff like this and, and, and back, back in the day, but we had like a 16 track studio, 24 track studio, and like the stuff that we carried around in a truck to play gigs. Right. And it was sort of like you know, maybe one of us had one guitar and the other one of us had two guitars, and then maybe we had one old keyboard and then maybe the studio had one new keyboard. And it was it was very just sort of I mean, I'm almost thinking of like you know going to the hardware store and just sort of like not getting exactly what you wanted, but getting good enough. you know, sort of like, oh, okay, we'll take some two by fours and we'll chop them down and And that'll be, you know, that'll be the, those will be the fence posts. I wish we had some four by fours, but those will be the fence posts, you know? And it's, it's it's like, that's, that's, those are kind of the records we were making and and they were, they're pretty good. I mean, they're competent and everything, but also it was very like limited throughout. It it was, it was limited by the instrumentation. And then I think even by the delivery system, which was basically, could we arrange it for a club show? Uh, That's what goes on tape. And then you get a half day per song to do your overdubs to make them a little sweeter, a little bigger, a little more space, a little more cinematic. So I mean, we're completely dest- deconstructed at this point. And, uh, you know everybody's playing everything and 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 no one's really playing anything uh, with any particular virtuosity or or uh, you know, everything's being played for taste. Everything's being played for for purpose at this point on on this record american canyon so uh i i think that i think that's that's a lot of it you know it's just just coming in like completely unburdened by format mm-hmm. that's that's basically a lot of what you're hearing and then the other thing i would say is it's us not going back to the 90s to pick up where we left off it's us going back to like the thompson twins and omd and alphaville and aha in like my junior high bedroom where, by the way, I had, you know, three or four synths MIDI together. And when I went to college, I left behind most of the keyboard thing and, and started playing guitar, but that was where I came from was a, a piano synth, glasses, <laughs> jazz band, you know, like, so that, that, that was, that was kind of my world. And, and um, but, you know, Sean, actually, who who's ostensibly our guitarist has, has always been leaning very hard forward on electronics and stuff. I'm a little bit actually more like traditional, meaning like oh, we should like make sure we we check some you know Paul McCartney, Elvis Costello boss, boxes here. You know, let's make sure we're, we're like legit, whatever you call that. Uh, you know, songwriters of of the of the junior canon. You know, uh, you, know, and, you know, I don't know who looks up to them, but we, we're we're like four or five people down the list. You know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, down the list. You know. Michael Penn and Amy Mann, and you know all the way down, and uh, and then we're way down that list. And, and but I, I often want that like legitimacy or something, and and he always is great to remind me like you know it just doesn't matter, just just blow it up. And as a result, I think between his wanting to blow things up and and my pull back towards like the childhood bedroom full of synthesizers, we also just sort of started from a different point in. In the in the you know the architectural dig. and we kind of didn't make it back to the '90s all the way. We just we just sort of skipped that. Or-
0: parents when you were in that bedroom with those synths were they supportive of what you were doing as a young guy because it sounds like they were
1: yeah i mean um now granted often the, these things were bar, you know like i did have my own I, I like uh i painted curbs with uh addresses one summer and bought my first synth and then i would like borrow a music computer from the high school and a couple other uh midi things and then a drum machine from a friend cobble this thing together and put it in a four track, but. Um, my parents were very supportive of, of my music. I mean, I, I was in any number of musical programs, uh, growing up. I was playing piano in a couple things, percussion in a couple things, clarinet at school, musicals, marching band. So like a lot of band room, you know, like that's right. And I actually, you know, this album to me, um, even though it's, it's, um, very electric and electronic, uh, it felt like the band room in some ways, because it was sort of like I wonder what this, you know, I wonder what this little doohickey will do on this track, and and we could follow any of those ideas, you know, and then, and then try to get someone else to play it, you know, someone else in the band to play it better, for you, you know, if, if they could play it better, but, um, yeah, the band room is is a is a is a wonderful place and a wonderful place from my my memory.
0: Did being in a band prepare you for, like like the democracy of a band? Did it prepare you for marriage whoa, yeah.
1: Um, probably not um, are <laughs> <Or> taking criticism <laughs> yeah, actually no, actually maybe, maybe, yeah, I mean, well, each is probably maybe better at the other. I hope so. I hope I'm not in a in a death spiral of uh, you know bad social <laughs> skills and things. but um, I mean, I the thing about the the band and and this particular band is, you know, Sham and I are pretty over intense and the other guys are less so and very wonderful and supportive in in both like getting the job done but also just like moral support and and i I think in some ways that was not necessarily good for marriage because it's, it's sort of like this is completely important to me in ways that it's not important to you and that you'll never understand and you just have to wait till i'm done getting weird about it and then I'm going to emerge and you were right. going to support me. That's not a good like marriage, like backbone, I don't think, sort of, sort of like, <laughs> I'm over here doing my stuff, I'll come out when I'm ready and then it's your job to love it. And I don't care too much about what you're doing until then. Um, I think I had some of those tendencies from being uh, an artist and, and they weren't necessarily great, great for marriage. Um, but my, my marriage has uh, abided, my wife has, uh, put up with it and i have improved i think so um i I think i am at a well-adjusted art and uh life state more or less at this point
0: when when you have a song that you want to share and you say to your wife i want you to hear this what what is that moment like for you i mean you i mean obviously you know she'll be honest yes Um, right is that terrifying as well
1: Um, you know, it's weird. It's almost like if, if I'm really excited about showing it to her, it's not like that's a bad sign, but I think it's not that meaningful because it doesn't take that much to get that excited enough to show her because there's the song. I usually like what I just made. And there she is. The the access is too easy. Right. right? right, So, so as a result, I, I, she'll overhear it and comment. And that means something to me. But I also like to follow my nose a little further, a little longer before like throwing stuff at her constantly or or too quickly. I will tell you a story though. Um, The song American Canyon, which is kind of the centerpiece of the album in some ways, it's the title track. um, And it has, it's sort of a war song. It has this this rolling drums and it, it sort of feels like you're, Sailing or riding horses, like out into a desert or something, and um, it's very, very evocative. And, uh, and and Sean did most of the work on that, by the way. So I feel like I could compliment it in in the way that I seem to be. Um, that was a song that came very, very quickly. We wrote that in a recognizable form to what it is now in probably thirty minutes, forty minutes. It had you know two and a half sections. All in a day's work, a very good day's work to get that song seed out of it. We we literally had this joke between us that weekend, which was, um, I think this is pretty good and somebody should tell our wives that we're still cool. <laughs> and maybe if you tell your wife and I, no, if I tell your wife and you tell my wife, they'll actually believe us. <laughs> So, you know, our wives are long suffering. They've heard a lot of, they've heard a lot of crap. They've heard a lot of songs that didn't make it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing about this album also is that it is evocative of wide open spaces. And that's something that feels, uh, you know, the confines of a pop song, like a three or four minute pop song. It can sometimes be a tight place. Um, and it can yeah. be a tight squeeze, right? But this album is, it manages to be incredibly catchy, but at the same time, evocative of space. And yeah. that to me is the biggest the biggest change in the band is that you guys have have aired it out in a way that you weren't doing before because that wasn't what was going on. And, and I love what you were doing, but like this is now the version of you, which is, you know, sort of um, in song, you have this, the rendering of, these sort of vistas, um, yeah. you know, which are really cool.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, an, yeah, that's an awesome comment. And um, there, there is much more space. I, I think also making a record in this day and age, it's very tempting because, um, and some of these songs do have things like, you know, 50 tracks or, or even a hundred tracks on them, very mismanaged, you know, it's not, it's not a hundred tracks of, of like actual, you know, like you know, audio that runs through the track, it's sort of like, oh, that one has like, you know, one symbol on it, you know, that hits one time, it's bad management of tracks, but it's very easy in this in this day and age. Um, And I think particularly with the 90s mindset, when there was sort of that uh, kind of kind of post grunge into uh, kind of the resurrection of singer songwriter music that came out of grunge, but the idea of, of just sort of like, how many guitars can we have playing the same thing? So it just sort of like, you know, almost blows your speakers. You know, that that, that became yeah. that became a thing at that time. It was, it was almost an escalation of density and compressed audio. And we we gen this this album has a ton of compression on it. It's it's very hotly mastered and all that stuff, but there's a lot of dynamics and there's a lot of small instruments and a lot of small instruments doing different things. But in a way where the they're in the background. They're, it's not sort of like you get to hear every instrument come in until it gets so loud, and hearing all 64 things at the same time. Then we're gonna slowly strip them away. It's gonna take seven minutes. And we have all the tracks in the world because you know ain't digital great. It overall, we did sort of say, um, I mean, in, in my mind, I think of like in excess or like depeche mode violator. I don't know if you know those, the that that record, but in excess kick and depeche mode violator are really well arranged albums from a uh spotlighting one instrument at a time perspective like everything's working together and there's one thing that's dancing on the stage and when it's done it gets off the stage and the other stuff continues to like sort of run Mm -hmm. the scaffolding and 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 to move the song forward in a very slow usually a slow way on, on both of the both of those albums um they're not fighting for space it's 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 very well blocked um I mean, it feels like it's blocked, like a stage. It's it's time for these people to mingle in the background while this person says their line, steps out of the light. Another person steps into the light, another line. Um, so that yeah, we we were we were pretty intentional about that, and actually a lot of conversations with the mix engineer about that. A young guy, uh, he's he's kind of late twenties, but he he totally got the like kind of broken tape machine sound of of uh, Joy Division. And then some of these arranging ideas that we often were talking about in excess. I don't think this sounds like Joy Division or in excess, but those were reference points for the way we were kind of organizing the technical production.
0: How do you feel about the the sort of, the, the thing that we always look for is as music fans, the manic pop thrill, how does it, you know, when we're when you're 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, when, you have, when you're in high school and college and you love a girl who doesn't love you back or you're thinking about trying to love a girl and maybe or what you're you know you're just sort of like you're out there in the world and you develop these sort of soundtrack moments for pivotal uh attempts in life to connect with people and you know like whatever it is like uh you know it's rem's perfect circle it's you know it's um you know, it's depression Mode somebody, it's whatever whatever it is where you feel this kind of tragic kind of whatever you feel when you're younger. Um, The highs and the lows were easy to track when we were that age. Yes. As you get older and you, um, like I turned 50 last June and it's like, and I'm, you feel domestic and you feel you're living your life in this very adult kind of way. Yeah. Um, the manic the pop feeling. thrill can still happen, but it doesn't happen in the same way because the playing field is so different and your wants and your desires are different. So when it does That's happen, right. it's purely, purely uh, majestic and magical and unexpected. How do you get knocked out these days by external oh. um, stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. I love that question. And it's so it's so hard. Yeah. Um, but you know the 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 couple away i mean what, one is to actually try to revisit those moments you know yeah. just just as a as a tourist and as we said earlier nostalgias not what it used to be <laughs> i don't think it's what we said but but that, that one's ready for the bumper sticker now right uh we were trying to say that earlier i think um yeah i mean i can i can i said thompson twins earlier you know like i i, I could like put on uh in fact, we're doing. We're going to do this online performance, and we're tacking on a Thompson Twins song to the end of it. And there are those things where you 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 go, I actually am having the sense this isn't very good, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And something about that, like it's not very good music <laughs> on some level, or or it's, or it's incomplete. I should say it feels incomplete. It's it's earnest, but it's incomplete. Um, I'm not I'm not marveling at the accomplishment. I'm not marveling at the audacity to make the thing. I'm just kind of going, I see what you did there. The adult in me is saying that. In my case, the 48 year old is saying, I see what you did there. But if you kind of just listen to it three times until you get lost in it, it looks like Dr. Doctor by Thompson Twins. Until you get lost in it, you know, I mean, I want to sing a little bit for you, but I I won't. Uh, But it, it, you can revisit that, you know, I mean, you can get that like, you know, junior prom feeling. Um, now, what do you do with it? Because- what do you do with it?
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> you, can't, you can't like then go back and, you know, I'm like washing the car last time I was in the Thompson Twins, I remember it. I'm gonna go back in the house and like write a Thompson Twins song. It's like, well, no, but maybe you should learn how to play it. That's actually, that's something I do. Um, I can do a sort of almost like my bloody Valentine version of Take On Me by AHA. It's got this sort of like rumbling, zooming, swooning guitar, uh, out of control sounding. And it's so fun to play that. And maybe I'll play it for somebody someday, but maybe I won't. And um, I think I have some of the chords a little bit wrong. And that makes it even more of like its own place. But now it's a place really related to that feeling for me so that, right. that that's one thing that comes to mind is i do spend time in the songs of my 12 through 20 period um uh wrapped around your finger by the police is one that just sort of for me feels like this whole like adult situations you know world unto itself and of course for the classics and lit people like you and i might be it's got the you know mephistopheles and. Uh, charybdis and, and, uh, you know, turning someone to alabaster and all these sorts of things. And so so it pushes all of those, you know, those literary buttons. So anyway, so that'll get me going the, at the other end of the spectrum, um, and skipping over a bunch of stuff, because I think you're right. I can't turn on the radio and usually get that feeling from yeah. a song. You know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, we're going to say it doesn't matter if it's 30 years old or if it's three seconds old, usually at this point, it's not gonna like give me that toothache that, that, you know, I mean, cause like what you're describing is about the clearly survivable and clearly insurmountable pain, right? Of like being in the wrong place at the wrong time, being the wrong person at the wrong time, having yeah. the wrong person at the wrong time, having the right person in the wrong place. These are the the pains of that. And it, it, it's it's the both the enhancement of that pain and the like aesthetic to that pain. It's both. That's what the songs are for, right? That's what they do. So I think I think getting into that that pain is actually harder. Um, but actually there's a there's a few women's voices who I feel actually do this for me. Shade, Adele, Lady Gaga, uh, guilty pleasure, perhaps, but I just won't be guilty about it. But there is, there is a a a pain and a depth in, in those. And somehow they remind me of like David Bowie. You know, I, I mean, I, I could do that with David Bowie, but but we don't have David Bowie. Um there's something about that big low vibrato. There isn't quite enough air to hold, to hold um how deep they want to go with the emotion. And that reminds me sometimes of of David Bowie. And so I, I feel like through through them, there's a little channeling of that. And sometimes that'll that'll hit me the right way and, and those are i mean these are big fat pop stars this isn't this isn't somebody who's like uh you know s- smart and uh, works in a record store type music um, and then and then i'll go one more a different genre really or a different art form and that's musicals i love 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 musicals and to this day i'm a huge fan and i was when i was 13 14 huge fan of Les Miserables, huge fan of Miss Saigon, huge fan of Phantom of the Opera. And I feel like those senses of place, limited worlds, working with just four or five colors and having people pivot. And this record has this stuff in it. It's not. It's like, like I'm going to tell you the secret to the record or whatever. I hope hope (laughs) anybody who I'm telling the secret actually likes it. But, um, and this isn't to say that the, the album is so grand it's just it's to say here's the formula for me in musicals that works for me the expository plot stuff is pretty much inconsequential what is happening is you are running between scenes and then you are stopping and you use the word pivotal earlier and i use the word pivot constantly talking to the band about what we're making you strip away all of the explanatory, all the place, you you let that live where it touched the lyric or where it touched the sound, but it is about the internal pivot of the person. And that's super personal and super universal that like when that person feels that thing in that place and you just get a little bit of that smell of the place on there, a little bit of the props of that place, a little bit of the backstory. But if the emotion is pure, you just shine the light on that, and the person just goes for it. And you know, and I and I and I think about, um, you know, I, I think about like Phantom. I think about, you know, this super warped, sort of sexy, sort of like not sexy story, right? About this like lump of a jerk who lives in the basement, you know, <laughs> and and he's he's trying to like control one person, and everyone's just trying to like kill him. Right. That, that's the whole story, right? That's it. And 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 like. And, and then they they almost do and and then he disappears and and, and you know spoiler alert if, if, if but, <laughs> but 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 it, but like all of the pain along the way of like i'm unsafe i'm unloved and actually that's you know that's that's a theme i talk about that that combination of the themes in the album and frankly in our country <laughs> to to go broad unsafe unloved is like so um pervasive and real and everybody wants in on it everybody wants more everybody wants more unloved everybody wants more unsafe for some reason people are not okay with just like i actually am loved i actually am safe it's like half the people are unsafe are unloved and the rest want to get in on it they want to be unsafe and unloved too and you get january 6th you know, you get, right. you get people, you get, you get that, you know, and you're like, this is just going sideways guys. But I do think I'm fascinated by the fact that, um, me too, I can sit there. And if I get spiraling in the right direction for even five minutes, I can feel pretty unsafe and pretty unloved. And, um, those pivot points, man, I just think that they're, they're, they're so particular and so like, ow, and also so like, zing i feel alive and it connects us and strangely they're about isolation and they're about universalism
2: yeah
0: and they're also the kind of thing where so like joan of arc by omd yes that still hits me in exactly the way it hit me when i was 19 like it still does it right yeah magic Yeah. Um, But then there's this new band and the name of the band is not great called the I think it's called Police Car Collective from Liverpool. Not a great name, but they had this this new single, which is just like, holy cow, I, I love it so much. But your needs are different, right? So like when you are, you know, like when I was 17 and the girl didn't love me, I'd play the Smiths Unlovable 20 times in my bedroom and feel yeah. better about, you know, like I. it would make me feel better. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. need that kind of comforting anymore at, right you know, now that I'm 170, but, you know, but and it's not that my heart has grown colder, but like, I just don't need it the same way, but I still do need the jolt that like you were saying, the zing that says I am alive Yeah, and I can yeah. still feel. <laughs> I can still yeah. feel stuff. Right. Yeah. It, it's a remarkable feeling um, to be able to, to be set alight by a three minute song. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and well, that's too- so, fun. The, the, so fun. The limit of the limit of the song is the is the puzzle. And uh, you can and you can completely kill a song either direction. Right. You can you can. It's it it's very easy to do too much. Yeah. Very, very easy. And then, of course, it's almost as easy to do too little to just, to just check the boxes. And, um, but, but like like you said, getting, getting the space back out and getting, getting the emotion back on top after all the work you put in, uh, is, is like a, it's, it's like a workshop trick. It's, it's a, it's, and it takes, it just takes time. It takes discipline. It's like working and then unworking. And, uh, yeah, it takes it takes time. It takes time and takes visibility.
0: Well, you know, you know, what's interesting to me is that, so your publicist, who's awesome, she sent me a hard copy. And the, the internet has done this really weird thing where before we even knew it, it's rewired the way we take in media, where it's sort of like, oh, that song's cool. Now I'm moving on.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But, you yeah. know,
0: listening to an album front to back like we did when we were kids. Um, so I took the CD and I had it in my car for like oh, three nice. weeks. And I literally drove around the East Bay, living my life, listening to the album. And I almost feel, this is a really weird comment, but I feel this is one of those albums that is best listened to out in the world. Like it doesn't feel like a bedroom album to me. It feels like a world album. It feels like an, an yes. album for the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I, I wouldn't say that we made it that way, but we, we noticed when we finished the first song, which the first song we finished was Light Field. Um, and actually it has an East Bay line in it, which is the, 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 lemon trees outside sterile winter outer world to survive is very like, for me, it's very like East Bay Hills. Um, but yes, I can't say that was intentional, but we recognized that. And, and then we, and then we furthered it, that it felt like a, a, it, in the valleys under the sky on the road, looking around seeing what's out there and traveling um and the the video that we that we've shot that's coming out in a couple weeks for for the song American Canyon um does a bunch of that stuff Mm. it's it's a big sky video and um and the director really tapped into a lot of what we're saying here
0: the last album I distinctly felt was an album to be played outdoors um was XTC Skylarking Oh yeah, not an yeah. indoor album. That is no. an album meant to be outside in the spring. Right, that sounds like outside. Yeah, um, there's a huge revolution of, of way of creating music. Of that sort of bedroom pop has become really big, um, and I love it. But it sounds like it's an indoor. It's indoors music, right? Um, and, and I, this one is just, this is not what's happening. It really is.
1: Right. You know, that, that That's that's sort of, it's sort of couchy. It's sort of mid-century modern. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And this one just sort of blows it open. And it's, it's um anyways, it's, it's an album for the out, outside world. And
1: I think that's that, wonderful. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: We have been inside for a year and it's amazing to have an album that is like urging you, urging you out. With a mask on, of course, but urging you out, <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. it's wonderful work because it really is the opposite of claustrophobic. It's limitless in in that regard. You
1: know? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I'm 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 glad you hear that in in there, and uh, yeah, I think you know, again, a co- combination of of serendipity and then I think surfing that wave. You know, what once we caught onto that spirit, you know. Um, and then sonically, you know, I, was, I, was telling, I was telling you earlier, sort of about you know limited limited sets of, of images. We were very limited in our in our sonics, um, and something you know little little musician uh, musiciany uh, nerd talk for a moment. But but the, the idea of space, um, also being around the guitars. We 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 have few guitars on the album, and when the guitars are there, they're doing very particular work. There's no, there's almost like no strumming. Like if there was a, you know, it'd be like a, a sign at the swimming pool, no running. Our, our album has the sign, no strumming. The only strumming is on <laughs> is on Lightfield, and uh, and we put that one out first on purpose to kind of bridge the the old to the new. And then there's no more strumming. And um, uh, we use really small guitar tones overall. That the the sounds are pretty clean. Uh, they're specifically almost all short scale single coil guitars. Played through little amps or played direct, so the whole thing lets the drums get big and the vocal get big, and you can see right there immediately what happens between vocals and drums is space, because I have to breathe and drums don't last very long. <laughs> they, right, they, they last for a hot second. You know, when when you hit the snare drum, and so I, I do think there's there's even a sonic um, kind of curation th- that went into the space, and then and then as we did pull in some of these eighties, you know, appetites and, and uh, guilty pleasures and things from our, from our childhoods, uh, then that let's, that let's, that becomes the air that becomes the, the nothing becomes this sort of cloud, you know, a musical cloud instead of just, you know, just the reverb of the guitar ringing out. It, It becomes this, this sweeter, broader, further away, but more musical kind of cloud that peaks, you know, peaks between the drums and the voice
0: yeah the you said something earlier about the idea that you you, the process of the the way you see it now would be maybe i do once a year maybe we put a record out maybe that's a possibility Mm -hmm. um does that feel does that feel like something that would be manageable to you that does that seem like a good working idea
1: yeah um you know maybe the guys are going to tune into this so what will you know this will be uh (laughs) part of the conversation, but yeah, no, I, I actually think that is, that is possible. And I would like to do that. Um I mean, for, for a number of reasons, but I mean, I think where I am in life um and the success, and I don't mean <laughs> the, the grand uh, financial success. I just mean that it's a competent album that was completed. And for those of us who are creatives or like you with a book, I mean, when you finish, you're not even you're not ready to think about what other people think. You probably just need to sit there in front of it and just look at it and have it look at you and say like, I saw you, I made you, you made me. Right. I mean, it's like the, the, the book tells you something about you and you obviously tell the book a lot about itself. Right. And that moment is, uh, very specifically, I think, um, energizing or 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 even uh what's the right word I would say it's 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 um it's like it's nutritious <laughs> it's 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 sort of it's it's like you' are, you are fed in that moment mm-hmm. and so i i think that um I really felt that this time just to finish it and to sit in the presence of it and to literally like you <laughs> go listen to it, you know, let's say a month later and go, what was I saying? Why did I say that? And then what does it mean that I said that two different ways, two different places? And, um, it was, it was like, it was speaking to me anyway. I feel like the band and that kind of searching, um, is just so rewarding that, that I, I see it as like, I, I would like to be fed by that, um, a number of more times in the, in the, in the next decade. And I think, you know, are we going to get on a year schedule? Absolutely not. Um, I can't tell you everybody in the band, uh, I might be the, the most because I'm doing stuff like, like press and, uh, you know, um, just trying to trying to get a video out the door <clears throat> and, uh, I am ready to write a record, you know, like I, I've, I've got some ideas. I've got some material, and uh, and, and so do others in the band. And, um, yeah, I think it could very much be that we do three as kids, and then three as adults.
2: Mm.
1: That that to me is a nice uh, a nice image, a nice goal. And um, I think this fourth record is our most improbable record, and that everything else can can live in that shadow happily
0: yeah and i want to point out that the jenny thing is one of those things that has to exist with something else like you're in college you're you're attending you know one of the most challenging universities uh, in in the country and you're also uh having a band and now you have a job and a marriage and now you're making, you're back to doing multitasking with the band like it's it seems like it almost seems like the band is meant uh to be one of the plates that spins while there's a couple other plates that are spinning in your life.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah, you're you're that's a great observation and very true. Um yeah, and I and I think the essential artifact of the band is the song. Um and what we can do with a song that, that Sham and I hatch together in whatever form. And that's kind of the minimum charter for the band. And in some ways, when that's even the cap on the charter for the band, the band does well. I think the band makes good stuff. I mean, it's, um, this record felt like making a, a movie in some ways. And I've I've done, I haven't made a movie by myself. I've been around some commercial things and this video and I, I actually helped a friend produce uh, an indie film a long time ago. And so I've been on the edges of it. It it felt like a film because we, we got in really close and then got distance and got in really close and got distance and repeat, repeat. And that we knew we would deliver it in the end. Um, and that was informed by a bunch of other adult life stuff, but also adult life emotion and mentality and politics and relationships. And that stuff's all, all baked in there. Yeah. Um, It's, 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 you know, like, it's very much not an album about being in a band. It's like, almost like the opposite.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Because I almost feel, I almost feel that. So, you know, if I were to just be a writer, if I wasn't teaching if I wasn't doing the podcast, if I didn't have a cat, if I was just doing writing, um, I'm not so sure how my efficacy might be suspicious. It might not be good, but that I have right. like 60 student essays to grade and I've got to get the podcast ready to go. And I've got like, I'm kind of borrowing from, uh, I read this thing that Duff McKagan from Guns and Roses was saying that he wrote,
2: that I love he it. was
0: doing like four columns for like different places. And he was saying like, it kept him, it kept him honest. It kept him organized and he never missed a deadline. Right. Um, he almost felt like if he put more on his plate he'd be more effective. And yes. so I wonder if, if you were just in the band, you know it's like, I wonder if the way that you create the way that you're more potent is to be having all these things happening.
1: I think it's a reasonable theory to say that um, I'd be more productive and the and the quality would go down. Now of course taking 25 <laughs> years off is a little a little bit of a hit to take on the productivity. So let's yeah. not let's not wish that upon ourselves. But yeah, I think I think that's true and in fact I was just on a walk with my wife uh just a couple hours ago. And uh I am spinning a good number of plates and some of them are tangentially related to the band and some of these other things that I'm doing um I'm, I'm doing a podcast this week where I'm, I'm co-hosting a friend of mine who's a venture capitalist and is bringing a fund out specifically to seek to come alongside entrepreneurs of color and women. And um, and so I'm, I'm just sort of like co-hosting this podcast. It has nothing to do with being a musician. It just has to do with perhaps being of color myself and, and of, of being a, a, an interested person. Um, and someone who likes to talk. So there's that, you know, and then I'm like helping somebody do a little uh, almost public service announcement. Just did a 30 second spot for that. It went out on on cable TV in New York last week. I just fell into wow. it. Just They needed help, I just helped them do it. And now I'm doing a, a two minute version and I'm probably gonna do a four minute version next. Um, and then I have my day job and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, but my wife and I were saying, yeah, there is this weird thing where one, maybe this is the Duff McKagan comment one, you don't have time to, to ruminate. And so you just execute and it goes as well or better than it otherwise would. Were you given all the time to overthink and overprepare? But the other thing it gives you, and I'm sure this is true in, in what you're doing with your students, your journalism work, your book projects, and then, and then just your interior life, right? They're, they're all like, forces working on each other, what you start doing is, I think, I hope at at my best, this happens and it's not all the time, but you start teasing out from all of the situations, what they have in common. Mm -hmm. And you start flipping seats to the other person's seat subconsciously, because what you're doing has enough of the sort of the seams let out. You're not, you're not tied into some little canoe you're rowing around in by yourself, like all of a sudden you're able to, to take on these other roles, right. And, and you start doing it subconsciously. And then it becomes a question of what good are you going to bring into all of these situations to just, just make them go a little better because of what, you know, consciously and not consciously. And there is something to those plates spinning that opens up this weird, extra empathetic gear and it's less work. I mean, I think that that that's where the magic is in all of these things. It's it's less coordination effort. It's less mind over matter. It's like something in the mind kicks in. Right. It's 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 a very intriguing. I mean, is there somebody? Maybe maybe somebody in in your uh, psych department is working on this. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna, like, you know, suddenly you discover something. You go, wait a minute. Someone probably has a word for this.
0: Yeah, I know. I, no. and I think- <laughs> It's weird because I find that you become when you become somebody who can manage all these different things. And you and you showed a facility for this at 19, right? But when you're someone who can do this, because I, I got really good at it um somewhere around 45. I was terrible okay. at it until then. I mean, there were days where I was like, it's amazing how I mailed a letter today. You know, it's like <laughs> that's not very impressive. Right. Um, but now I I find that I've got I've got so many plates going that I am like a machine of efficacy like I'm a right. machine, you know right. where sometimes I'll talk to people and they go how do you get all that done and I'm like it's not hard it's it's not hard at all um it's hard when you don't have the momentum and you're just right. like a guy on the couch that's when it's really hard because you're sort of like oh I have to actually get up to do the thing and it's like right. yeah but when you're doing five different things you're yeah, it's like you're,
1: you're 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 like flywheeling you you right. have all of this yeah You have ready. You have ready energy. Right, you never stop moving. You have ready energy, and and right, you just decide to do something or you don't. Right, it's just do it. That's it. Right, this is the Yoda stuff. Right, you do or do don't do, and you you get the flywheel going, and it goes in the in the do basket, and it's done. Yeah. Right. Right. To a point. To a point. We probably should take care of ourselves, Alex. That's we could we, we, we could we could overdo it talking this way, yeah,
0: because then there's the follow-up, <laughs> like I mean, like I wonder between the two of us how much we sleep. I mean then, then there's then there's
1: that. Right, yeah, 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 right. It is not a perpetual motion machine, but um <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, finding great stuff, good people, and just um being on the search, you know, not not needing the other thing. The plate spinning gets you. Yeah, we're this is the plate spinning hour, folks. Uh, the other thing that the plate spinning gets you is is you you give up control on how to fit everything together. Mm-hmm. you and and that isn't just the outcomes. It's also like whether it makes sense or not. That's the other place that my my ruminating brain will go is like, are the things I'm doing coherent, congruent? Um, synergistic. How about that? You know, are they are they are they really working together for the one big good thing? You get enough plates going and you just say, they're all fine on their own terms. Mm-hmm. I like them well enough. Hopefully there is some amount of mission, vision, or value to them, but we're gonna figure it out later. We're just gonna look up back on this next year. And then we're gonna figure out why that was all going on. You know, I think that's that's something that happens for me when I get the plates going. So
0: well, I dude, I'm so happy that you're back and um, I love the record. I've listened to it now probably like at least 20 times while driving. I oh, just stayed oh. in the car. And I just love it so much. And I I um it's been fun getting older with you because it's like I, I listened to you at 24, 25, and I was like, oh, you know, incredible. these are my guys because they're local guys. And I always felt really I saw you play a bunch, and I was like, these guys, I, I always felt like a kindred spirit. And you know, it's so it's it's nice to it's very gratifying to be the age where we are where I'm a tad older where it's sort of like yeah, man, like you're you're killing it. You're crushing it in a totally different, awesome way, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, boy, that the, the, it's it's amazing to talk to somebody who 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 uh who witnessed some of this in the in the early stage um of the Jenny thing. And uh and, and thank you thank you so much for for you know, I mean just tell just telling me that, just for you know, you being you and talking about this. That's that's really neat. Um I I feel really surprised by the fact that. We headed out, and this, you know, reared its head. This record reared its head. It was it was a very, uh, sort 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 of it's one of those like high experiences, to to end up sitting in front of this record, and like like I said, you know, you make these artifacts and you you look at them and they look at you, and I just sort of felt like, oh wow. This, this shocked me. It shocked me that we that we uh, got through it, not because it was hard, but just because it was rich. It was it was a rich experience to get through.
0: a rich experience talking to matt easton of the jenny thing great conversation i really enjoyed that uh i love this album you need to get it trust me the jenny thing.com buy it play it in your car don't just play it in your car parked somewhere because that would be you know weird play it in your car going somewhere it'll be the perfect summer soundtrack for a road trip this is all you need it's the kind of album that just needs memories attached to it. it this is, this is going to be the one that's going to do it for you. Uh, AlexGreenOnline.com is where you need to go to find out what's happening with me. Uh, BombshellRadio.com is the place to go to find out what makes our radio station tick. You can follow me on Twitter at Embers editor. You can follow me on Instagram at Embers Podcast. You can also email me editor at StereoEmbersMagazine.com. Don't forget that Stereo Embers, the podcast, is available on all podcast platforms. How can you forget? I tell you every show. I know. I always say it. I'm trying to remind you that uh, you can find this show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, You will find us. So subscribe, uh, leave us a nice rating, and tell a friend. We would appreciate it. Let's close the show with a longer listen to the title track from the Jenny Things new album, American Canyon. Enjoy it, and thank you as always for listening to Stereo Embers the Podcast, only right here on Bombshell Radio.